0: attention listeners. This podcast is rated R. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: Welcome to episode one of the Lit Talkers podcast. I'm Jennifer. I'm Cassie. I'm Holly.
2: I'm Tara. So we want to start the new year and share some of our favorite reads of 2023 with you guys. Whether they were just favorites for us or favorites as a group, we have quite a lot to talk about. So I'm going to start us off strong. One of my Favorite reads this year was actually something Jen recommended to me and it was the very secret the very, very yeah. secret society of irregular witches. So good. I feel like I always fuck that up. What a <laughs> so, mouthful. It's by it Sam Guev. Really- <laughs> It's by Sangu and Mandana, and it's about a young witch named Mika, who basically gets called upon through, I think, an ad to yeah. come help raise these young witches. And there's a lot of power and a lot of things at play. It's just a cozy little fantasy read. A
1: slow burn, too.
2: It is. It's so good. good. There's a little (laughs) bit of romance. There's a lot of found family, which Jen and I are obsessed with. We've bonded over that. So if you're looking for something just lighthearted and welcoming, I just, it's fantastic. I don't have enough good things to say about it. I am so excited to read more by the author And honestly, I'll probably reread it again this year because
1: I just, it was that good. I reread it within four months. Like, it was my favorite read of 2022, and I reread it January of 2023. So, So, yeah, full disclosure,
2: I always say that I'm going to reread stuff, and I don't ever reread stuff. So don't listen to me about (laughs) rereading. I need to, I need to be better about it, especially where, like, I have started annotating stuff more recently. It would benefit me to do it. But there's so many books. It's just hard, guys. So... My second favorite this year, one of my other favorites, I had so many, this was a good five-star year for me, was Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating by my favorite ever, Christina Lauren. They are an amazing team. They're amazing authors. There are very few things of theirs that I haven't absolutely loved. Um, This one is about two people, obviously Josh and Hazel, who kind of meet again. They were acquaintances in college. And through a work party sort of situation, they run into each other and basically decide that they're going to set each other up on blind dates and spend the entirety of those blind double dates literally wrapped up in each other, whether they realize it or not. There are a few tropes that are, like, not my favorite tropes, and I don't want to spoil things, so I'm not going to get into it. But regardless of any of that, just one of my all-time Definitely top three Christina Lauren books for me. Yeah. Like, definitely top three. And I finished everything except her, like, series this year. Well, their series this year. So every book of theirs except the ones that were in a series, I finished. Um, I'm done with Christina Lauren until the new <laughs> stuff
1: comes out next year. I am not. Don't brag. I, she's They're one of my favorites, too. And I... I've really just bombed on them this year. I well, have not read that many.
0: And Holly read The Unhoneymaners this year. I did. And even though it was closed door, I really did like it. It's one of the few rom-coms was the un- that... Un- it was door? Um, it, it wasn't
1: I, necessarily... Oh, it, it sure just- was. <laughs> it sure was. And it they was- didn't even warn me.
2: <laughs> okay, some of their stuff is spicier than other Now, I will stuff. say
1: Beautiful Bastards, it's like their series or whatever. And I haven't read whatever. that one. Um, it's more open door if you would like that. But I will say it is very tropey. And that's the one thing like Christina Lauren, I really adored about them is it wasn't very tropey. And then when you read some of their older stuff and it's very tropey. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of their stuff is pretty tropey. I mean, but like the unhoneymooners. One bed. Right. But it was like, uh, I don't know how to. Enemies describe. to lovers. I, that, that is, is so true. Oh, that's gonna be a different city. podcast idea. I hate when people use enemies to lovers when it's not enemies to lovers. Oh my god! Okay. It is one of my like. It's one of my like. Whoo, it makes me twitch
0: a little. But I will say, like, <laughs> I'm the kind of person where if I'm gonna read a rom com, I need at least one spicy scene. I don't want to just like waste my time reading about, you know, fantasy love stories. Like, although uh, um, they're a dime a dozen to me, most of them anyway. There's exceptions to the rule, but. There Most were of them just kind of bore me. So, are you wanting to read more rom coms, Holly? Because you're horror, <laughs> you're a horror girl. Depends. I,
3: I think have that one. If you like some spicy stuff that I read, and I thought it was really fun, that I ended up reading the entire series, and I didn't like think that I was going to, but oh, it was. You gotta drop
1: the name. What is it? It's um,
3: Do I can't tell. remember the author, but it's the, the Dirty Martini Running Club. No,
1: it's no, like no. a okay. series
3: of four books. Um, one is like. <laughs> look at Cassie writing it down. Right. <laughs> Um, hold on. Let me pull up my Goodreads real quick. Running or writing club? You. Running. Like they run to burn oh, off calories from their gross. martinis. But there's really like only like...
1: Drunk running?
3: <laughs> no, <they get laughs> Regular drunk running after... <laughs> sounds bad enough.
1: They get drunk after I they run. I honestly think I could run like six miles if I was drunk. Um,
3: but what so my point doing is shit. for you, Holly, <laughs> is if you like the spice, those have... They're really cute. They're really quick reads. They're a lot of fun. Um, And there's a lot more spice in...
0: Two or three of them. Here's here's the thing about romance to me that I've discovered recently is I feel like sometimes I do get very slumpy because... I'm reading huge Stephen King novels. I'm reading stuff that is really serious and heavy. It breaks it up. And sometimes I just stop reading after that, and I'm like, ugh, it kind of feels like a chore to get into another book. So I've realized that if I go to these romances, um, that sometimes it's a nice little breath of fresh air to get me into
1: the next serious thing. So I can, you know, why not both? I do keep a Christina Lauren book on hand on my bookshelf for when I do need that like like that happy ever after after yeah. a fantasy book because like you can read Christina Lauren no problem yeah I mean a couple days you're done with it because she writes or they they write three hundred pages yeah if that yeah. they're really a short they're really more. they're yep. sweet you know they're gonna bang and they're gonna be happy at the end. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters to me. <laughs> At the end of the day, sign, sealed, delivery. So I
3: got it pulled up. It's um, so the one that I read that I really liked that made me read the other ones. It's called Flirting with Forever by Claire Kingsley. And then it's uh, four different books she's got in a series. It's about a group of friends. They each have their own story. Uh, you don't actually have to read them in any specific order, though, because of the way that they base it around and how things go. There's a few things that maybe like, oh, that makes a little bit more sense, but it's not big enough to the plot to disrupt it, so you could read it in whatever order you wanted.
1: Yeah. Will oh, you just absolutely.
3: screenshot that and send it to our yeah.
2: Facebook
1: message? No, no <laughs> I <problem>. can't.
0: <laughs> Group chat it. I will. <laughs> I loved them. Miss Stephen King. It's my turn? Yes, ma'am. Uh, I got I to gotta reference my notes. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at explaining things, and I don't want to give too much away. So... I talked about fairy tale a little bit in the last, uh, in our episode zero, which, so Stephen King, fairy tale, that was my favorite book of last year. And I'm a huge Stephen King person, but mainly just because he's horror. But fairy tale. Drew me in because, and Cassie read it. She's the only other one who's read it. Yep. Um, Christy read it. She did, but she's not here. So I know, but she loved it, man. If that tells you it, anything. So we have a cool thing with our book club where November we did a book potluck and we all brought our favorite book and we got to exchange with people. And you could read one of them. You could read as many as you wanted. So another girl from our book club read Fairy Tale and she is Not a Stephen King person. She's very like just rom coms, just kind of more fluffy stuff. Yeah. And she loved it. She's like, I'm so glad that you brought it. I would have never read it if it weren't for that. She read it at 4.5. Yeah. So that's, and that's, that's awesome to me. So, I think the thing that people can enjoy about this book is that I like stuff that's ra- that's based in reality. I'm not a fantasy girl. And the first 25% of this book is totally different than the last 75%. So the first part of it is just about a regular boy who finds himself helping this older man and his dog. And if you're a dog person, you're gonna love this book because that's what really Charlie the whole thing is about. Yeah, it's, saving it's about the dog. saving the dog. He gets it's-
2: himself into the predicament he does because he is trying to save read Yeah. Why didn't and, you guys yeah.
3: tell me that? I would have read it ages
2: oh, ago. Oh, you love oh it, and she's yes. a German <laughs>
3: Shepherd. <laughs> Just
2: do.
0: Oh, yes, and she's incredible. So Tara, you does have anything to read bad it. happen? Because if it does, no, I can't no, read it. My no. dog is go- spoiler. That's okay. the only spoiler I'm gonna get. The dog does not die. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna. I can read it. But then. so it's a really good. It was a good way to draw me in, and then it was like, holy cow, now we're into this other fantasy world, and it is just like a big fairy tale. And I loved that it referenced, you know, kind of things like Jack and the Beanstalk and Giants and just this whole different world. I feel it,
2: and I haven't read Stephen King, so I can't really touch on this, but I do feel like there were still some dark elements to it. Yes, yeah. Like, there were still some things that were very, not necessarily in a bad way and not overly heavy but there were things that were definitely heavy and a little dark well yeah without saying too much it kind of got a
0: little hunger games-ish at the end yeah so there were a few like kind of violent parts but it wasn't anything like blood and gore and like like a quentin tarantino movie in a book there's not going to be blood shooting everywhere out out of arteries so so you're good on that um and then I guess I can move on to my second favorite book of the year. Holy cow, man. So The the Last House on Needless Street is an incredible novel. It's by Katrina Ward. This this novel had me in a chokehold. I'm telling you what. So I recommended this to be our book club book for October, and it was really mixed reviews. So did all of you read it in this room? I
1: didn't finish it. Tara didn't oh, it. it. I gave the lowest rating at our book club. So
0: here's the thing about Needless <laughs> Street is it is a roller coaster. I can't even really say what it's about. It's mm-hmm. about a man.
1: You, you really who, can't though. Um, it's just it's like an acid trip. It is it is definitely like an acid <laughs> trip. And it not it, that I've ever been one on one mom mm, or dad. So <laughs>
0: it it had me guessing until the very end. And that's what I loved about it is I love something that keeps me on my toes that has constantly going one way or another and at the very end you still don't know exactly what's going on. Literally. But then I loved the afterward. The author tied it together in such a beautiful way that I was just like, "Oh my god. Best book ever." So I read it twice within Two a months month even. a month, yeah, um, and I was like obsessed with this book for a while. If Stephen King weren't my number one, then this would probably be my number one. Have you
1: ever read anything else by the author though?
0: No, no, so you- i I think I got it off of book talk is I was just going on book talk looking at like, oh, the creepiest reads, and most of them are kind of b s. like, right. you know, I read just like home, and that one was terrible. so you you really get hit and miss. But I read this one and yeah, it was crazy. And then I had Anna read it and she's into the same kind of books that I am. And she's like, oh my God, this book. So if you're looking for something that is just a <laughs> twist and a turn and just a, a mind fuck in the best way, then I would highly recommend this There's book. There's a best way to mind fuck people? <laughs> just let me know. I mean, obviously you're not doing it the right way. But
1: <laughs> I will I- say, Christina, which Christy is my best friend. And um, she re- she's in the book club, too. And she read it. And she rated it higher than I did. She really found it very intriguing. And she found the ending to be somewhat of a awesome ending. You know how mm-hmm. some like movies or even TV shows, they end in the worst way possible? Yes. Where to Needless Street, honestly, that was the thing that saved it for me, too. The ending was incredible.
0: Yeah. When, when people got to the very end, they're like, yeah. I still don't know what happened. I'm like, mm, then you probably, it's just not for you.
1: Like, I don't know if you're just. Yeah, I think Christy read it. Rated it a three point five or a four, yeah, and I, I rated it, it a two. But 2. I know 5? that
0: part of yours was because you didn't like the narration, and it's I will true, say yes. this was a triple POV, and yeah. so one it was a was yeah,
1: one a and it's quadruple, a, not till a, not till the till yeah. the end. Spoiler. Well, and also like I didn't even get past the first one. Well, <laughs> get through. I think what threw of me off too was one of the POVs is a cat, and it would in mm-hmm. the middle of it, the narrator would be like, meow. And she would go, meow. and I'm over here at work, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it would just be like that. And so I was sitting at my desk and um Brandy, who's the leader of our book club, is like a like a row of before me, and then Christina's like two. And I'd just be in the ra- middle of the day going, meow. Yeah, it was, just, it was it was obnoxious. I me. remember the first time I was reading it, I was telling Cassie about it. I was it's like, You have yell, to read this way. book. Thank One you. of the
0: POVs is from a cat. And she's like, What? Yeah, it's just I would highly recommend it, and I would love for you all to read it, and then we can chat about it because we have a
1: full podcast about it. Because I could literally go into like yeah. I would read it again just to talk about it. Yeah, I okay. read it for a third time, I'm and down.
0: not many books I would read it a time though. Yeah, not many Tori books have any rips <laughs> like that. Um, I, would definitely I think it was on it. Kindle Unlimited yeah. for a while. It may still be so um i, I could check that out with from the library i don't know the i did lectures, too i, I did know. the
3: audiobook on the i, I think. think that's what it was I like the i kindle just kindle didn't app. get into it and then it was time for me to return it and i knew other people in the book club wanted to read it and i was mm-hmm. like i might as well return it two days early i'm not going to finish it in two days so yeah. i i just went ahead and returned it early and was like i'll just not. it is
0: on kindle unlimited yes so, um, I so i just need, looked it up yeah. i need all my my bookie friends to go talk about it to go read it and then we can talk about it i'd even be I would honestly,
1: and if Narration is something that's big to you um, as a listener. Mm-hmm. Um, I would skip the skip the audio. Yeah. I would just read it because if we were to yeah. do another podcast about it, I would read it because I think me it would too. absorb more. Yes. that cat narration for me audio threw me off, and that's that's kind of what I liked about it because I'm a big audiobook
0: person and I liked that it was a male and a female. One of my yeah. biggest pet peeves. And it, I mean, a narrator really does kind of make or break the experience. The book we're reading for a book club right now, I hate it because the narration is terrible. We won't get too much into that right now. But um, I did like this one because it was male and female. And one of my biggest pet peeves is when a female tries to talk like a male Mm -hmm. and it just Mm -hmm.
1: does not work. So I'm glad that they separated the two. So I didn't read our book club just to touch on it. I didn't read our book club book on audio and I read it just on my Kindle. I loved it, man. It was so much better over. Yeah, Yeah, me too. We'll try it.
0: All right. Enough about me. (laughs) Uh, Hi everybody.
3: So, My first favorite book of the year was The Book of Asriel by Amber V. Nicole, and I really love this book. It was the first fantasy book this year where I had all of my emotions, like, let out. I was mad. I was sad. I was happy. I was literally laughing out loud. The characters are great. Um... So, I really enjoyed it. It's an urban fantasy for those who don't know what it is. Um, And so, basically, it's dual point of view, and you're basically getting a point of view of Diana, who's the main character, and she is basically like a demon, essentially, type of thing. Um, And she is... Like the best morally gray female character that I've read, and I love because I think that I don't read a whole lot of morally
0: gray female characters. It's always yeah, like a man unusual. that's a, a f- I got you. I yeah, <laughs> after I got you,
1: Rick.
0: Like, so what? What is an urban fantasy? So basically,
3: Ooh, it's where they put question. fantasy elements, and there's a fantasy world, and it can it can be done in several different ways, but a lot of times it's like um alongside also like things that are today and now so there's cell phones and they go to New York City and it's just like it is today but then you know you can go to the woods and you know you go to a fairy tree and you're in the fairy realm or different things like that okay that makes more sense um a lot of people didn't like that it was an urban fantasy apparently is what I read um because they said it took them out of it but I kind of enjoyed it Mm -hmm. um Maybe it's just because this book has everything in it. It's got... um, (coughs) Sorry. It's got uh, demons in it. You have, like, flying, shape-shifting creatures. You have vampires. You have werewolves. You have witches. And then you have gods, like, you know, Zeus-type gods in it. You have other realms, different planets, like... And then it kind of blends like technology and magic. And so I thought it was really good. Oh, it it's on Kindle
1: Unlimited. Yes. It's okay. just,
3: it had like, it had so much in it. And it is a big book. I didn't realize when I downloaded it. It's like almost 600 pages, I think. Um, but it is dual point of view, um, which I actually didn't like the main character for like half the book. The, uh, the female or the, the male? male. Sorry, male main character for, like, the first half of the book. Um, And it's because he is supposed to be, like, also morally gray, but isn't really. He's just kind of pitying himself, and that's fine. But we'll we'll not say more. But Diana's a badass, and I love badass women in books. So that's why. I'm down for that. (laughs) And then my second one, according to what I told Cassie.
1: (laughs) She's just (laughs) casually like grabbing our sheet (laughs) to make sure that we.
3: (laughs) That I talk about (laughs) the right book. You well, can talk about any of your three, books. I, I read so many great books this year. Going from reading like one to two to maybe three books a year to like reading like I think I've hit like 34. Oh my
0: god! Five gosh. stars? Like,
3: yes. No, well, no, no they weren't all five stars. Oh no, no, no. my God. <laughs> oh no, Send me your list, please. No, but just like in general reading that many, um, I feel like there was a lot of really good ones in there. And there's a lot that I like really loved. I think I gave most of my books this year like four star ratings, three Three to four because I don't know if I would go back and read them again and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give a book a five-star rating if I don't want to go back and read it again Um, I feel like that's
0: the same way I feel it takes a lot for me to give a book five stars yeah yeah unless I really adored it most like rom coms and stuff, I'm only giving mm-hmm. four stars. Yeah, at, not at me. Most. I'm like Oprah.
1: You get a five star. You get a five star. You get a five star. <laughs> yeah, because we have disagree star.
0: on
3: some books. But I, guess for I feel sure. like absolutely. A three star <laughs> for me is a good rating. It like, is. I yes. know, other it's people average. are kind yeah. of no, like I, I don't know. It's on the low end for me. I'm like I had a foot fun time with that read. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It made me feel a few things. I wasn't overly invested. Yeah, I had fun while I
1: read it, and I'm done, and now I can move on to something else. I feel like, for me, five-star reads are in the moment. If that, in the moment, mm-hmm. yep. made me so happy to be a reader, mm-hmm. yeah, five-star. Because, like, the book club book, I read it five, not because the story was good, but because one of the Mel Megan characters can just... It was chef's kiss okay like, just for me personally yeah yeah there She's was easy that to one please. thing that just that pushed one, it over yeah. the top i agree I i'm very bad. generous though i will uh, be i yeah. will say i, I had a generous. lot of five star like a lot this year, year. i was
2: right. going back through my list and i was like
3: oh which ones do i want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> keep going we didn't
1: mean oh, to draw so
3: my <laughs> second book is fourth wing by rebecca yaros
1: Meh. um <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you, <laughs> you haven't even rated it you haven't even rated so it. So
3: we're going to talk about yeah. it. Because I'll if you f- warm debt. force me
1: into a rating, it's also, not going to be good. I also, so let me stew and we'll come back to it. <laughs> we'll she's let just let mad because she's turning into a fantasy girly. Um, I also read Fourth Wing and I rated it five as well. Yes. But that's not one of my fave <laughs> books of the year. But it was oh, so good.
3: Um, so for those who haven't heard, if you haven't heard about it which is probably not a lot of you, but if you haven't, it's basically about a war college that teaches people to be either, like, uh, you have four quadrants, and you get put into infantry, scribe, healer, or dragon rider, and of course, we follow characters in the dragon rider quadrant, and it is, um, yeah, you follow the little violet around, and she's very frail and violet shouldn't be shouldn't be where violent. she is i just think i don't
2: connect with small people
1: <laughs> damn think, like short people. We don't
0: con- are we saying short <laughs> people yeah. Yeah. okay so for reference cassie how tall are you five nine and i am five eleven and a half i'm five four <laughs> how tall are you tara I'm like 5'3". Yeah, so yeah, you're me and Cassie are, are big giants. I'm sorry. So you don't like me, Cassie? Wow. No, it <laughs> has nothing to do with that. I just think we in like
2: literature, don't small like small-minded paper. <laughs> I did not connect. <laughs> not in that way. I just didn't connect with Violet I as will, a character. I will say, yes. Now, say Or any of the men, for that matter. So I just probably You're just issues. really
1: judgmental. For me... <laughs> Sitting here talking for, about how many five stars I handed out. the right. like, <laughs> For me, though, I think what Rebecca Yaros did was she played so heavily on books that I read when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Divergent, mm-hmm. Uh, Maze Runner, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that, where it really just like brought me back to when I was 14 in my bedroom. The nostalgia kicker. Yes, for sure. because like it was so good. And I will say I have not read Iron Flame um nor am I gonna read anytime soon but that's what I loved about this book she put the like the 2000s crack in it Mm -hmm. and was just like my readers are gonna love this and we did we ate it up because it was something we were used to it's something we it was something we connected to when we were younger and sometimes we all at the ages that we are or any age Mm -hmm. need to feel like a kid again and that's what it did for me it made me feel like I was 14 again in my mom and dad's House in my bedroom underneath my Hannah Montana comforter. You know what I mean? I like, don't mean. Love spice <laughs> than anything I was reading at 14. In this, <laughs> I, I will say I read some spicy books when I was little that probably I shouldn't have that were left out that mm. my parents didn't know, notice that went missing. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, mom and dad. It just is what it is. My mom read those spicy books when, yeah. and they were as spicy as now. No. I mean, obviously, but they were still spicy. Yeah. And they had like the Fabio on the cover and stuff, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, I, I remember those Regency
2: romances. Yes. I read the Danielle Steele and the Debbie McComber and anything yeah. I could eat up off of my well, grandma's bookshelf. I used book to shelf. read
0: like, you know, Pretty Little Liars and I was just into different kinds of books. And I remember one time my great aunt was like, oh, I've got a whole box of books for you. You love books. I was like, yeah, go ahead and give them to me. And they were all romance novels. They were all just like cheap little throwaway <laughs> Fabio
1: on the cover. They're like the just- mass market like three ninety nine dollars 99 books. Yes, yes, yes exactly. Yeah. So I was
0: really excited for this box of books and then was like, oh, thanks. So I think I probably like skimmed through them a couple of times, but just just not my I agree not my that. wheelhouse. Only sent me like Christian books
3: as a kid. Love that! Like Man, they, I they hate were that all about you.
2: like my mom's friends would bring me those. They'd they be like, like "Yeah, these here's some books," but
3: they all had right. to do with like church and and things. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Oh no, there's the, nothing wrong. No, but me as a kid, I I didn't really want that. Mm-mm. That's not
1: what I was wanting to read. Not the right audience. No, for sure. Uh, okay, so my favorite books um, for twenty three. My blah 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 my some of my favorite books for 2023. Um I did The Girl Who Fell Beneath Sea in the intro, but I won't talk on that one as much. Um I did pick for Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross. That book, man, was so good. It had me Oh, that book. I finished the book and I came out of my bedroom and I had the book clinched to my chest and I was sobbing. Joe was in the kitchen. And Joe, hi. That's, you know, my husband. And I um, I, went to, <laughs> I went to him and I was like, would you crawl to me? And he was like, what are you talking about? I, I feel like, like that's like, <laughs> if I were a worm, would you love me? <laughs> yes, I would be like. So, not getting, you know, spoiler, but he, like, fights for her yeah. in the book. And he... Is like dying and trying to crawl to her,
2: and I definitely mm. feel like it's oh, almost so, a first situation, situation yes. which is absolutely
1: it's perfect. rivals to lovers, yeah. It's so beautifully done, it's very, it reads like a historical fiction, which I agree on until the very end, yeah. And then it turns, but it's built to uh, Ruthless Vows comes out the, the day after Christmas, yeah. Um, and it's set up to be a fantastic fantasy novel, um. But I came to him and I was like, Would you crawl to me? Like if we were in war and I was like being taken away, would you crawl after me and like yell my name and try to get to me? And he was just like, Oh my god, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Why do you read? <laughs> I was like, I just need to I just need to know because like if you're not if you're not loving me like that, I'm not in this. Like I need someone who loves me, like hey, he loves Iris. And oh, that book was so good. It literally tore me apart. And it was one of the books that we read for book club in November. It was uh, another member's favorite read, and it was Cassie's. And I had been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off because, like, it was super hyped. Mm -hmm. I was really nervous to read it. And um, if you can hear any little voices, it's my daughter that's in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, I read it in three days, maybe. No, maybe even two it was so You great. read it fast. I read it super yeah. fast. I feel like
2: I did too. I flew through it considering I was reading a physical book and I don't do
1: physical books hardly yeah. ever. So that was definitely. Um My second favorite was I mentioned I fell in love with the trilogy. It was Carvel by Stephanie Garber. It's so freaking good. Uh, Carvel follows two sisters uh, that get entered into a carnival type game. I absolutely loved it. Um, I will say, if any, you know, if anyone wants to call me Crimson, that that would be just Chef's kiss. So <laughs> it was really good. And
0: <laughs> call you
1: Crimson? That's literally who he calls her. That's what Julian calls Scarlet, and that's his nickname for her. And I literally in every single book from Carvel to Legendary, I highlighted Crimson, mm. and it was so good. It's so it's YA, it's YA fantasy, okay. so it's what? not spi- yeah. I I'm, own this I'm book and I've never fan. read it and
3: I don't know why I, I bought it. I think at like, oh gosh, no. I Well, so I used to work at Joseph Beth. It was my first job as a teenager. And, um, I just like bought all of these books that mm-hmm. like I found that I thought would sound interesting. And then I had too many and then, mm-hmm. you know, you become an adult and real life happens and you're like, mm-hmm. oh man, I have all these books that I haven't read but then you only read like the things that people are telling you to read. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get never get put back, on the back to the ones that you actually like. Absolutely, picked Bottom up for of yourself. The TBR, yeah,
1: yeah. So it was so good. I, I read it recently. Yeah. So we can betty read it. Okay, okay. I'm down. I will read it again. I mean, <laughs> no complaints on my side. I do reread books. Um, I plan on reading Divine Rivals before again before I read. Ruthless vows and probably just have another mental breakdown but it's fine um you can go right into the next (laughs) you know roll right into it um but definitely those were some really good books i really in 2023 i lived in books it was Mm -hmm. like most of them for me except for the sprinkled uh, one Mm -hmm. or two were four or fives for me nah like three four or fives but mostly like fours and fives i really had a good year Except I can't for, complain. Except for yeah. needless street. Uh, needless street. Okay. Yeah. A two. I think I did two, 2.5. Okay. I think, yeah. I well, wish Goodreads goodreads give us it's freaking okay to half be wrong stars
2: sometimes. I still love you. So, <laughs> there were a couple of books that we buddy read as a group. Um, Jen and I were leading Betty Reads for book clubs, so it gave us an opportunity to read some books that we kind of wanted to read. I think we pretty much just picked the Betty Reed books, yeah, and <laughs> one of those was Love Theoretically, and I know that there's some mixed opinions.
1: So we had previously read Love Hypothesis, Hypothesis which was, uh, her debut. Yes. And then she came out much with earlier in the year. Love on the Brain, which was the second one, <laughs> and then Love Theoretically was her third, and now she's released her YA. Checkmate. Uh, yeah, check in check yeah. mate, check in yeah. mate, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and
2: then she's got some novellas. And then oh, yeah. next love year, she has you. a paranormal romance coming out called Bride. Yeah, yeah. and this is Allie Hazelwood. Author. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: sorry, guys. Yeah, honestly, I had to look up. <laughs> um, the, did you really yeah I literally just googled love theoretically because I was like what the heck is this book about because it's so similar to the
1: love hypothesis
0: I think I said that it in it a group chat I'm like so that was so I've I gave i was given a complaint
1: yeah I've given up on Allie Hazelwood yeah I hate to do it I read I've read all of the books that she's came out with except for Check and Mate. I don't do YA fan or YA romance. It's not my biggest fan because I I don't like to watch high schoolers. Yes. That's my biggest problem I have with the do-over. But it was so good. It still. was cute. But, but still like, then when I brought myself well, my like, read mm, kids. YA fantasy. So I guess like I can't really say that because YA fantasy still follows the same like age restrictions. It's just like YA romance is just I don't know. It's something about it. Yeah. But anyway The biggest complaint I have against Allie Hazelwood is Branch Out. Yes. You did such a great thing with Love, uh, the Love Hypothesis. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Well, she did.
2: She
3: liked Love, theoretically, better than Love Hypothesis. I thought that the characters in it were so much more relatable. That's third book. I'm not saying but you're wrong. <laughs> I did read it different order than you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I can in- I can agree that they are all very similar. Well,
2: and I think that we very. said that at the time too. That if we had read Love
1: theoretically
2: first, first mm-hmm. it would have been we a five have, star, yeah. and Love Hypothesis would have been a four star.
1: Mm-hmm. But because but, I, we read it the way yeah. we did, it's like you're that first one really s- was yeah. good. You're watching the same movie, yeah. just with different people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I yeah. think my problem may be because, like I say, like, rom-coms kind of all run together
1: for me. So you cannot the say that, these aren't spicy. A little
0: I mean, bit. they have one
1: scene. A l- a but they're, they're still spicier they're not, than on honeymooners. They're not, they're not they closed are. door. That's fair.
0: But still, like, nothing was nothing really stuck out to me about these. It was, it was about the same thing. It was about STEM romance, stem you know people and romance. And, yeah, it just all kind of ran together for me. And I have a bad memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm like, I don't know and- which one this was. It was fine. Yeah, I probably and gave like, it
1: three stars. The female characters and the male main characters are very structured, very the mm-hmm. same. Um, Adam to, oh, I forgot the other ones. Uh, Olive? Adam no, and Olive. Adam and Olive. You had, oh, what's Love on the John. Brain? Liam? No, Love mm-hmm. on the Brain is like Liam and someone, I don't know. Anyway, they're I all hated very. hated Love on the Brain. Oh, Love on the Brain was awful. It was I tortured. rated it three. I didn't read it. Or two. I, wasn't hap- I, I wasn't
3: happy until... like. Yeah, I know.
1: It was just... I feel like she, she needs to... Somebody. It was uh, Elise. Elise.
3: Even in the end, yeah. like mm-hmm. something happens well, Elise to somebody or in LC. the end of that book. LC, L- I don't know. On something Love on the Brain at the yes. end, something finally happens in that book. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. Can they? Can this well, be it now? Like, am I done? And, and then there there's still like two other little chapters, and I'm like, oh, so bye. I have read one
2: other STEM romance, and it was by an author that I absolutely stan.
1: Wait, there's other STEM romances?
2: Oh yeah. yeah. Oh that, the she whole didn't world. Actually, oh, that Allie
1: Hazelwood did nothing new. One that Whatever. I screenshotted
3: you, the um, Dirty Martini Running Club. Yeah. One of
1: those ladies is kind of like a STEM See, I gave her so romance. much props for the Love Hypothesis because I thought it was a new breath of fresh air to the romance genre. Romance genre, you it's the same book, different covers on it, different authors, and none of them really are different. They're just there mm. to be a rom- romance, you know, book. So what I said in my review for the Love Hypothesis is that I'm like, oh, my God, Allie Hazelwood said something so remarkable. She did STEM. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's so mm-hmm. groovy. Yeah. Listen, but, like, I didn't start using Goodreads until last year. Yeah. So
2: the other one that so. I read was um, by Penny Reed, which I stand Penny Reed all day, every day, both her Winston Brothers series, her Knitting in the City. Go read them. They're fantastic. They all have varying levels of spice, but it still exists. It's still there. Um Absolutely love. So I decided to branch out and read Ten Trends to Just dis- to seduce your best friend, and which is a STEM romance. And I had no idea. It was just there's so much of this stigma, and the stigma exists everywhere. Women are under appreciated in any field that they're in. Every day. And dumb I women. feel like the Speak stigma in STEM romance. <laughs> And you saw it with both of Allie Hazelwood's books. There's always some man that is manipulating Mm -hmm. a woman. And the fact that we're played off as being too dumb to realize it. Mm -hmm. Pisses you off. Until the last minute or until some other person points it out upsets me. And we're talking about women who are brilliant. They're physicists. They're engineers. And they're not smart enough to figure this out on their own. And I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, because it does, but that stigma that... Why can't we write them better? We're naive and gullible, and so I've been disappointed in STEM books so far, and I'm open to a good recommendation.
0: I almost felt that same way, and I know we've talked about it could be the character, but I know in the first book we read, we were like... Which one? This dumb... I don't know the love hypothesis
1: the blue one the blue so no, one the red so one. the blue one is or, or love, yellow sorry yeah. the blue one is love hypothesis so the
0: whole time olive was like oh i don't know if adam likes me okay you're really smart but you're really stupid like yeah. it took you're so like, long for her to figure it out that it was yeah. almost unbelievable there was a level yes. of naivete there for sure and with the when the
2: big thing in that book happens and she doesn't want to tell adam and he's the first oh, yeah, person yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. when okay. he does find like, out Lepechi. to jump to mm-hmm. her side. Like, Bitch, who are you talking to like that? Yeah, yeah, yes. 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 I, I love I like that.
0: Love
3: theoretically better though because yeah. I, feel like, up. I feel like I feel like Jack was a much more developed male character. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, and she like should, he kind of yeah. reminded me of my husband a little bit because like he was just like always doing the right thing, always being straightforward. He picked up and on her like,
1: like what thirty pages in. He was like, oh yeah. fake to everyone.
3: Why? Yeah. Why yeah. are you
1: being mm-hmm. so fake to everyone? Yeah. But I, yeah. I, I stand, I stand by this. It should not take you three books to write such a good book, mm-hmm. because like you've done it, right? Yeah. Like, Love on the yeah. Brain was awful, yeah. awful. You just took love hypothesis put two different names on him with different hair and published it that what what thought went into and that see yeah. i was
3: really disappointed in that one because it was talking about the girl with like fun hair and like piercings and tattoos. oh that made her so and i like oh that's kind of cool because like i feel like yeah. i relate with people like that like yeah. I, I was one of those girls. and then she turned out to be a and slug and then i'm
1: just like you're so annoying she though did. like she was so annoying she, was. She, she literally i just was like and honestly after and i didn't after love theoretically i've given up on Natalie Hazelwood but she's not gonna write anything better she's not gonna write anything new if Chuck and Mate's so good thank God stay in YA (laughs) <laughs> don't write adult and i think
0: i did also say like maybe it's just too much for my smooth brain but i didn't love how <laughs> stem it was sometimes it was like oh, oh just talking about you, this jargon yes, like, shut uh, up i'm not in
1: school for a reason i didn't ask for this like, i felt it just so got, stupid yes, I exactly. I would, yeah i would skim i would yeah i would skim yeah if they were into like the d- dna and yeah, him having DNA tattoos, and and i was like I will say though know, people who are brain. really
3: into stuff like that, who don't get to experience the worlds that they live in ever in any like other way, are yeah. probably eating that up and loving it like and feeling Crystal so said. included. Crystal, like, they so not included for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: not it's for me. Thank not you. saying that Ali Hazelwood hasn't wrote uh, really good books. Mm-hmm. Love hypothesis was really good. I rated that a five. Um, Love on the brain was terrible. Uh, Love theoretically, I rated a four. Yeah. Like they weren't so bad, they were still good. We're just, just not the appropriate audience. Give me I think. something new now. When Bride comes out, mm. maybe, maybe I'll I might, it, I might I'll screen actu- it for we you. We might actually do it maybe as a podcast idea so it makes me read it. Because yeah, yeah. honestly, right now, my my attitude on Allie Hazelwood if you ever hear this, I'm so sorry, Allie. Um, <laughs> is I'm not gonna pick up another book, I'm not gonna waste yeah. my money. Uh, if you want to get on Kindle Unlimited, Allie, I'll maybe read it, but sorry, like. No, sorry. I'm not I'm not wasting my time on something I've read three other times before. Yeah. yeah. Facts. I'm yeah. done.
2: Like, so the other book that we read kind of as a group, I know Tara DNF'd it, and I did. totally <laughs> fair to Tara. <laughs> she was <laughs> probably the smart one out of the group. This one broke DNF'd my heart. and DNA'd. Yeah. <laughs> I this did one didn't
3: finish the audio either. It, yeah. This
2: one broke my heart. It did. Yeah. So it is. In the Lives of Puppets by T.J. Klune, mm-hmm. which we are fans. Holly, mm-hmm. Jen, and I, we went to the book release. We met him. We got our book signed. We had the whole photos taken. We listened to and him talk the about the book. We did with T.J. Klune, but... <laughs> Not with T.J. <laughs> oh, I wish, man. That <laughs> would have been dope. first He's a three kid, quarters man. of this book were great. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: No. <laughs> but I don't feel that
2: was way. was good. Oh, I man. was flying through it. I think there was even a point in the Betty Read where I was like, guys, I think this might be my new favorite of his book. Oh, oh did you really say that? Yes. Yeah, and so yeah, it
1: blocked everything out. Everything
2: I mean. crashed and burned. Yeah, it was the not. good. The last quarter of the book was a complete letdown and just so overwhelmingly disappointed. I know that Holly yeah. had trouble connecting with the characters. I did,
0: and also, okay, let me say two things. So, Anna, who is in our book club as well, I told her she reads so much. Um she's in like a book club online and she runs that. So, I was telling her about it and she said, "Oh, I re- I I hear that a lot of people, and she had the same sentiment, they really like it in the first half, and then it totally falls off. Yeah. But we still wanted to read it anyway. But also, I don't know if I've told you all this, or I don't know if I saw this, or if I came Smooth up with brain. this theory. Mm-hmm. Smooth <laughs> no, 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 no. Hear me <laughs> out. So, I read, I, I do a lot of horror stuff. I read it, I watch it. The scariest movie ever to me is The Brave Little Toaster.
1: Have you all seen this no, movie? shut up. But fuck my husband it. is afraid of it, too. No, 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 no. Who tortured you as a kid? That... Movie is phenomenal. Okay, I love it. Shut up. So, oh, am I a horse slut? Did, did oh! I think, it, yes, I think it gave me PTSD? I, and
0: I was a very scared little girl. <laughs> I don't know how I became so into horror. I think I just forced myself into it because I was so scared of everything when I was a kid. But I still don't like watching it's that a movie. really Batman When the air conditioner freaks out and kills itself on the wall, did this book not remind you of that kind of all the I machines mean, yeah. going out into the world? Yes. Ro- a robot. A yes. robot.
1: No, I will say he did. A also,
0: Herbie. I mean, they were very different characters. Her, Herp was not Did you all Herp.
3: notice that the vacuum's name, though, it, it's Rambo. But if, uh, I don't know if you only listen to it, but if you, like, read it, mm-hmm. um, it's actually, like, they couldn't tell if it was an O and an A and that they could have been mm-hmm. backwards. Yeah. And it means Roomba.
0: Roomba.
1: And he did, like, did say he that? that. He said, purpose? at his signing, we mm-hmm. went to, he said that he did the vacuum after he mm-hmm. got a Roomba for Christmas yes. and he just watched it go into he little said quarters He was like freaking out in the corner. Yes. That, and that that's where the and whole idea of this that's anxious idea, Rainbow little is vacuum. I, just, I loved I the vacuum. Listen, Ambo. I will say, out of the lives of puppets, I was most disappointed, I think because you're so used to a way the author writes and yeah. then you get into a book that they maybe experimented on and you're like, what the fuck is this? And
0: the ending wasn't mm-hmm. good. The ending uh, was very oh, unfulfilling. The- and I'm not going to give it away, oh. but... Yeah. It wasn't like this left feel good. Like when I read under empty. the whispering door, I cried at the end. Yes. Like I was yeah. doing my makeup and I was crying. It was a. I was just like, oh my god, a book has never really made me cry like this. And then same for House in the Cerulean Sea. It was a really good uh, happy ending. This one was just it. Just yeah, yeah. it left me feeling very yeah. unfulfilled, very unsatisfied, very like, what the hell just happened? This is not the T.J. Klune that I'm used to reading. And he said that.
1: He yeah. said that his readers are gonna read this book and be like. What? Yeah. Because he wanted to do something different, and I think he's seen a negative impact because mm-hmm. all his sto- all his books are above four, four stars on Goodreads, and this one is but is below. Really? And yes. I think he's seen that, so he dropped that. He's doing coming out with the second book in the House of Cerulean Sea. C. Yes. And I think he's going to go back to writing that because some people do branch mm-hmm. off. It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. And, and they go back to what they know. Mm-hmm. T.J. Klune wrote a book. Was it the greatest book? No. Was it the worst book? Absolutely not. But he f- he knows now what his audience wants from him. And yeah, not always do you have to make a lot money. Of right. But you don't have to make a lot of money. Authors and he said that he said he's not writing for the readers. Well, he writes right. it for himself. Started mm-hmm. independent. Like yes, he absolutely. was very
2: much yeah. an indie author that was, you know, releasing and promoting yes. his stuff. And I think House on the Cerulean Sea was really where he picked up. And he's been able to re release some older stuff, which we have not read. I don't I know you've read, read one. Yeah. Um, which we have not really, you know, read and touched on. I think a lot of it's YA, though, and just not literature that's yeah. necessary in our wheelhouse. But He said he'll never touch YA again. Yeah, <laughs> and at this point, I really think that it just, it was a miss. You know, he it took that swing and he tried. Hitting and a it, miss. Maybe it was a bit of a passion project for him, but it was a mess at the end of the day. For
1: readers. Now, for him, it might have been very fulfilling because, yeah. like, and I, I want to say this very, like, loosely, that re- Writers don't or authors don't write for us. They don't owe us anything. They don't owe us anything. And so at the end of the day, do we expect him to write another House in the Trillian Sea or maybe Under the Whispering Door? No, because that's not that's not realistic. He should write whatever he wants because he's his publisher is paying him. We're not paying him. Right. Like yeah. we don't sign his paychecks. Like we buy his books, yeah. But like he doesn't owe us anything at the Right, end of the we day. don't owe him anything, either. And exactly. So like for this one it's a don't flop. To be rude, Can't though. wait for the second for yep. the House of and, and C. Yep. But like this Looking one was a flop. To it. And you DNF'd it. How far so, did you get through before you DNF'd Tara?
3: So I got through like to where the big thing happens in it that mm-hmm. like I think is a turning point in the book. Is, that when, they, yeah. like, is it, that when
1: they find the for
3: me it was so, basically, it's, like, you've met all your main characters, and then... I'm sorry, I'm over here,
1: like, trying to figure out where the big thing was, because there was a couple. So,
3: I, <laughs> I know that it's supposed to be, like, a play on... Pinocchio. You know, Pinocchio, and mm-hmm. And, and that there was sort of a thing. lot of imagery worked in, and
2: a lot yeah. of, sim- like, symbolism yeah. that was but great. But
3: there's this whole big thing that happens, and I think it's in around, like, chapter nine...
2: Okay, not very to far.
3: eleven. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty... His you know, well, like, yeah. yeah. chapters it was about long... Thick.
1: 30 time, I eight that
3: to 40%. But yeah. then it happens and then so it was what happened after that that like really just lost my interest. Because I up think to this point your yeah. characters are fantastic. The way that they talk to each other yeah. and the inter- like oh my she gosh, interact- yeah. the way they the nurse She is great, oh, like fantastic. I would I'd, wa-
1: I'd read just one on her. So yeah. much.
3: Like I I would sit and listen to a book about just the, the Rambo and, and Nurse Ratchet. Yeah, we should do like a, and him, do a Ratchet like, and Rambo all the time. Would it, would be be cute. Cute. it was so good. I will.
1: oh go keep going. Sorry. No, nope, I was gonna you say go.
3: So the reason I didn't finish it though is because after this big thing happened, like all of the characters just completely deflated.
1: Mm-hmm. And they became very flat. Yeah. Except for Harp. He never got flat to me. And yeah.
3: Is that Harper has? I, yeah. I I struggled hat. to My get fault. past that one that part past that because like Nurse Ratchet wasn't even herself and like she's a very yeah. straightforward like here I am she character mm-hmm. like and yeah. she's she's a little robot too and it's just like here's what it is she's just this very like this is life you you just go here's what happened and she was like oh no that's not going to be me for like these like 20 or 30 pages or however long it went on cuz i couldn't finish cuz i just got so mad that these characters they didn't they didn't change for the better they didn't exactly. develop in
2: the right ways they lost yeah. a part of themselves and i understand why they lost a part of themselves yes. but that was what made it hard to keep going
1: yeah I also think sometimes that maybe publishers are like, get this book out. Mm -hmm. We need this book. Mm -hmm. So they build it really good in the first half or 200 pages. And then their publisher's on their back. Maybe they've prolonged it because they've maybe writer's Mm -hmm. block or whatever happens. And now they're like, shit, we got to get this book out. So let's just, let's just fuck it up. Like, (laughs) but I will say the one thing about this book and then we can move on is I love the representation in it. Um, mm-hmm. asexual yes. TJ Klune for anyone who doesn't know is asexual himself mm-hmm. and so he wrote Vic like himself yes. yeah. and I think that representation was beautiful and yeah. it was beautifully well done, done. Yes. I
3: loved I loved I loved the characters up until a certain point and then I was like, it, this is excellent. And then I was like, well I have read the book. I've read what I
1: need to read. Got I, what I got. Don't out of read it. the ending. It left me so heartbroken. <laughs> it's it's and, really not uh, worth it.
0: it. I think the moral of the story is that if we have household appliances, we don't need to take them on an adventure. We don't need to do a brave little toaster in the lives <laughs> of puppets moment. We just leave those appliances
1: at home. We just yeah. let yeah. them rot yeah. and yeah. rost. Well when when, r- when the government Rot r- and Rost. <laughs> When the government comes out and says, "Hey, you want a computer, buddy, for 1999? It will do everything you need it to do." We need to say no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
2: we've shared a lot of our favorites and quite a few opinions on some favorites and maybe even some not so favorites towards the end there. But we wanna know what you think we should read. Based on what we loved, interact with us, get on our socials. And what was your favorite book twenty twenty three? Yeah, we wanna know. We wanna know what we missed, what we need to be reading for next year, Scream what you guys us. wanna see us mm-hmm. focus we love on. It. So other than that, we do have quite a few people that just absolutely made this podcast possible for us. Our book club friends and family have just been absolutely supportive. Our work family, our Oh, yes. Everybody we know. Um, Holly's husband, Matt.
0: Yes, for providing he's been our equipment. Awesome! Yeah, he's got lots of recording equipment. He has taken he a lot of our time podcasts. and he's edited yeah. our first <laughs> episode. And he just he's yes. going to continue until he, you he, know he loves doing that. So I appreciate that, and I know the girls appreciate
1: that. So we much have to as well. shout out to Julianne who yeah. yes. who just knocked it out of the park with our logo, mm-hmm. um, our new uh, Lit Talkers logo. If you haven't seen it, it's on our socials, and we've changed yeah. all our socials to it. She knocked it out of the park. She um, she went through quite a different quite a few designs we actually you know we went back and forth with her and we got to what we both wanted um you know she got to really have a lot of Oh, independence with it yes. kind of we just yeah. gave her like a feel for it and she knocked it out of the park yeah yeah. we, we absolutely, gave her artistic freedom yes absolutely. thank you that's what yeah. I was looking for but I cannot smooth brain we're very <laughs> satisfied with
2: the results uh, Jen She's and I of course yeah. have parents that are watching our kids yes. so they were able to be here a little less interrupted and yeah. actually get some things down on
1: paper we're just thankful and yeah. we're oh, yeah. so excited for the journey.
0: Man. Yeah, and we love, you know, you all asking us about it and telling us that you're excited. And I think we talked earlier if uh, I think a lot of our people are local, so if you want to get like a decal for your car like you saw on our TikToks,
2: yeah, I Hit would say up.
0: we're down for that. We'll take um, care of you. Anything that you all can help us do to spread the word and we want this to be a good open dialogue. We want to hear from our listeners about what you all want, what you like, what you don't like so that we can continue on.
2: Yeah, we're we're starting out, so we you guys have an opportunity We will plan our podcast around you guys. If there's something that you really want us to read and talk about, just reach out and let us know. Um, Our next episode, though, we are going to look forward into the new year a little bit and share with you guys some books that we are super excited for in 2024. And hopefully you guys will read some of them with us. And a lot of them you'll probably hear about right here on the podcast. So make sure you stick around, guys. Yeah. Come back for episode two.
0: Thanks for listening. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.